welcome to the new listeners and welcome back if you have been here before. Our highlight story is about a new documentary from the BBC that shows how land in the Amazon rainforest is allegedly being sold on Facebook. We also learn about the world's oldest bird, glow-in-the-dark fish, and the new one million Bolivar bill that is being introduced by the Venezuelan Central Bank. I am your host, Yemi, and every week I bring you overlooked stories from all around the world. As you will see from this episode, the stories include the good, the bad, and the weird. With that being said, let's get right into the stories for this week. For our very first story this week, we hop over to the North Pacific Ocean, where I found out about Wisdom the Albatross, the world's oldest known bird. Guess how old the bird is? Just guess. Did you guess at least 70 years old? Well, I suppose if you already know about Wisdom the Albatross, then you would be bang on. Wisdom is 70 years old. Wisdom is a Laysan albatross. They are large seabirds that typically only live for between 12 and 40 years. But Wisdom was first identified by researchers in 1956 and has remained resilient. But that is not even the main story. Despite the expectation that these birds would live between 12 and 40 years old, not only has Wisdom defied the lifespan expectations, she has recently had a chick. She's definitely smashing the ceiling of expectation on multiple fronts. The father of her chick is Wisdom's partner, Aike Kamai, who she has been with since the year 2012. Albatrosses usually mate for life, but it is believed that Wisdom had other partners in the past, but she has outlived all of them. Interestingly, the male and female albatross birds actually share the duty of incubating the eggs. Also, even after the chick hatches, both parents share the feeding duties. In Wisdom's case, she went out to search for food soon after laying the eggs, and in her absence, Aike Kamei took over the incubation duties. Some researchers believe that this time investment might help explain the long courtship as each bird would want to be sure that the other one is actually serious. It is believed that Wisdom has had between 30 and 36 chicks in her lifetime. This bird is older than me. If I greet, am I supposed to say ma'am? Like, Madam Wisdom? No, I guess not. According to a recent investigation by the BBC, there are brokers on Facebook that are selling off pieces of the Amazon rainforest. Among the areas for sale on the internet, there are pieces of protected land that, by Brazilian law, have been declared public territories that are intended exclusively for the indigenous people in those areas. Some of the areas sold are apparently as big as 100 soccer fields and are able to fetch about $35,000 each. The investigation has been shared in a documentary that was broadcast on February 26th. The documentary title is in Portuguese and is called... Amazônia Venda, o Mercado Ilegal de Áreas Protegidas no Facebook. I had Google pronounce that for me. I struggled with pronouncing the name of the documentary, and when I played it back during the editing process, it sounded significantly different than what I heard Google say. So while I will typically power through, I also did not want to mispronounce it in a way that significantly changed the meaning of the word or sentence. The documentary showed some people who were apparently involved in the organization of this illegal market. The documentary reveals how Gralagem, 
the illegal occupation of public land proceeds smoothly in the Brazilian Amazon and also shows the apparent strategies that these sellers use to circumvent inspections and avoid fines, how they make access to illegally occupied land difficult, and how they keep documents on behalf of third parties. The use of an open platform like Facebook for the sale of the forest areas also reveals that these sellers may perceive themselves as being way above reproach or consequences. A common strategy that they use is to deforest the land and then plead with politicians to abolish its protected status on the basis that it no longer serves its original purpose. This means that the land is essentially stolen. The land grabbers can then officially buy the plots from the government, thereby legalizing their claims. According to the BBC, these groups have high-profile political connections. All of this worsens deforestation in the Amazon, which has been on the rise since President Jair Bolsonaro took office in the year 2019. Between August 2019 and July 2020, the biome lost about 11,000 kilometers square, which is the highest rate that it has lost since the year 2008. Faced with all this, Facebook has stated that users must follow the law when doing business on the platform and that it is available to work alongside the authorities to address the issues raised by the BBC investigation. However, Facebook indicated that it would not take any independent action on its own. The leader of one of the indigenous communities affected has urged Facebook to actively do more to help. Campaigners have also claimed that the country's government is unwilling to put a stop to the sale. The documentary is available as a first link in the references to the story on the blog through the link in the show notes or in our social media bio. Scientists have taken the first ever photo of glow-in-the-dark shark. The kite fin shark is the world's largest known bioluminescent vertebrate. Its status as a glowing species was only recently confirmed in a study of the eastern coast of New Zealand. The study was published by researchers from the Catholic University of Louvain, Belgium, and the National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, NIWA, in New Zealand. Bioluminescence, which refers to the production of visible light by living organisms through a biochemical reaction, is a well-established evolutionary phenomenon that is exhibited among deep-sea life. And this is not the first time that it has been documented in sharks. According to one of the co-authors of the study, Jerome Malafat, 57 of the 540 known shark species are thought to be capable of producing light. While specimens had previously shown that the kite fin shark should be capable of producing light, they were really difficult to observe because they live between 200 and 900 meters, or 656 to 2,953 feet below the ocean surface. Sharks are typically ambush hunters, and scientists believe that these sharks are using bioluminescence as a form of camouflage, or counter-illumination, as they refer to it. They believe that it works similar in fashion to the way a tiger stripe or snake scale pattern works. Essentially, it will then allow the sharks to get close enough to their prey without being detected. It is really cool. You should check out the pictures and the references on the blog. Back in the year 2019, 
A Californian company called Gateway Foundation released plans for a cruise ship-style hotel that would one day float above the Earth's atmosphere. Fast forward a couple of years, and the hotel is set to be built by Orbital Assembly Corporation, a new construction company run by former pilot John Blinkow, who also heads up Gateway Foundation. Orbital Assembly Corporation recently released new details about its ambitious project of building its space hotel, which it plans to call Voyager Station. The company is planning to start building the hotel in the low Earth orbit in the year 2025 and expects that it could be operational as early as the year 2027. They shared illustrations to show what the out-of-the-world hotel might look like, It appears that the insides will not be very different from the luxury hotels we have here on Earth, but the views will be very different. Space tourism is becoming an increasingly hot topic. There are several companies trying to make it happen, and these include Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic and Elon Musk's SpaceX. For now, the Space Hotel isn't advertising a room rate, but there's a general agreement, at least based on competing projects, that it will not come cheap. As an example, on Virgin Galactic, passengers can expect to pay about 250,000 US dollars per person per trip. However, the team behind Voyager Station have said that they are hoping to eventually make a stay at the hotel equivalent to a trip on a cruise or a trip to Disneyland. So it seems like they want to make it more accessible. I have a question for you. If money was no object, Would you take a trip into space? As for me, that would be a no. I am not going anywhere. I quite like Earth the way it is with all its goodness and madness. But what would you do if money was no object? Would you actually go into space? Let me know over on Instagram. Mattel, the company behind the Barbie doll, is honoring literary icon Dr. Maya Angelou, with her very own doll, according to Blivity. The new doll is the latest offering from Mattel's series on inspiring women. The series has also featured NASA mathematician Katherine Johnson and civil rights icon Rosa Parks. The series is intended to pay homage to, and I quote, incredible heroines in their time, courageous women who took risks, changed rules, and paved the way for generations of girls to dream bigger than ever before. The doll portrays the late Dr. Angelou, who passed away in the year 2014 in a patterned dress with one of her signature head wraps, while holding a mini replica of her autobiography titled, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Mattel has been working on new initiatives to make their dolls diverse and inclusionary. As an example, the Shiro collection features dolls in the likeness of actor and activist Yara Shahidi, model Adwa Aboa, tennis star Naomi Osaka, actress Zendaya, Olympic gymnast Gabby Douglas, ballerina Misty Copeland, visionary filmmaker Eva Donove, and Olympic fencer Ibtihaj Muhammad, whose doll made history as the first hijab-wearing Barbie doll. Over the course of her life, Dr. Angelou received 50 honorary doctorate degrees, was a prolific teacher, writer, author, and activist. In the year 2010, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor in the U.S. by President Barack Obama. She also made history as the first Black American 
and female poets to ever speak at a presidential inauguration when she recited On the Pulse of Morning during President Bill Clinton's first inauguration on January 20th, 1993. Inclusion matters, and it's good to give credit where credit is due. For all the little kids that play with dolls, I can only imagine how much more included they feel by seeing an extraordinary person who looks and dresses like them represented. In our final story for this episode, Venezuela's central bank has now said that it plans to introduce a banknote worth 1 million bolivars beginning in the second week of March. This move follows years of persistent hyperinflation that has led to a significant loss in value of the country's currency. At the current official conversion rate between bolivars and US dollars, the new banknotes will be worth just 52 cents. Interannual inflation was running at 2,665% as of January, according to the Venezuelan Central Bank. The once prosperous oil exporting nation's economy has been in a tailspin for several years, spurred by collapse in oil prices that then led to a drop in export and a gaping fiscal deficit. The U.S., along with a few other countries, have also put sanctions on the Venezuelan people, businesses, and oil entities, which have made exports more difficult and imports more expensive. The central bank said it will introduce a 200,000 and 500,000 Bolivar banknotes to circulate alongside the 10,000, 20,000, and 50,000 Bolivar bills that are currently in circulation. Over the past few years, various Venezuelan governments have turned to printing their own notes in different denominations just as a way to get out of the spiraling inflation. With that, we're wrapping up the episode for this week. So remember to celebrate the progress that you've made. Small periodic changes add up over time. With that, have yourself a great week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to tune in every week for a new episode. Overlooked is a Tunica Media production, which also includes shows like Africa in My Kitchen, with more on the way. So follow Tunica Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to be in the loop. Until next time, have yourself a great week ahead.